I'm having a goddamn blast on tour with this Big Mouth and a Small Town tour. So I've added some dates and wanted to let you know where I'm headed next. Uh, yeah, March 14th, I will be in Lakeside, Arizona. And then the 15th and 16th, I'm finally coming to Tucson. So if you're in Tucson, I'm coming to Laughs Comedy Cafe. Get your tickets. We're going to have a good time. My good friend Noah Koffer will be featuring at those shows. He'll also be with me the following weekend when I come to Grand Rapids, Michigan. Dr. Grins, I cannot wait to see you guys again. Those are always some of my favorite shows, and I'm sure this year will be no exception. And then I am headed up to my home state of Alaska for the Alaska Before You Die Fest. Anchorage, you better not fucking sit on these tickets. They're going fast. There's a few left. Uh, April 5th, I will be doing shows at the Gumbo House. It's downtown. I'm doing an early and a late show, one night only. It's an intimate venue, so tickets are limited. It's going to be out of control. If you've come to my show at Coots before, you know how fun they are. This venue is so much better for comedy. I can't even explain it. Just get fucking tickets. These shows are going to be wild. And then on the 6th, I'm headed down to Homer. Homer, Alaska. I am coming, performing there for the first time. Alice's Champagne Palace. And then on the 7th, I will be in Seward, Alaska. So Anchorage, Homer, Seward. We're having a goddamn good time. I'm going to come kill at all those shows because I'm a fucking Alaskan assassin. Am I sorry I said that? I don't know. Listen. Dayton, Kentucky, 12th of April. If you are in the Cincinnati-ish area, Dayton, Ohio, Dayton, Kentucky, this is your chance to see me at a really cool new venue called the Commonwealth Sanctuary. And then I am headed to Portland, May 3rd. I'm headlining the Rip City Comedy Festival. I will be at McMenamin's Mission Theater. You guys, this is a cool theater. We want it to be packed out because, of course I want it to be packed out, but also like, Let's have a goddamn good time in this nice, beautiful theater. So come to that. It's going to be a hell of a time. I can't wait to come back to Portland. And then Wisconsin. I'm headed back your way. But this time I'm coming to Janesville, May 17th and 18th. Green Bay on the 19th. And then what up, Florida? St. Pete, Tampa. I'm coming your way. Uh, Tampa, I will be there June 2nd. And St. Pete, um, they're ahead of that, uh, May 31st. Tampa, I'm at Side Splitters. And if you go to the links in all of my bios or go to their website to get tickets, for a limited time, you can use the code JMS and get $5 off tickets. And wherever you are, I'm trying to get people to buy tickets early instead of waiting to the last minute and making me panic so that if it is going to sell out, it sells out faster so that I know that, the club knows that, maybe we can add a second show. Just FYI, that helps every artist that you're a fan of. So if you can ever buy ASAP, go ahead and do that. Uh, So that's your incentive to buy early in Tampa. And uh, uh, I'll be adding more dates soon. If you did not hear your town, but you want me to come there, head over to my Instagram, instagram.com slash jmscomedy or just at jmscomedy if you're using the app like most of us. Uh, click the link in my bio, join my email list. That lets me know where you guys are so I know what areas want to come see me. Uh, so do that. I can't wait to get to more cities. I'm having so much fucking fun on the road. You guys have been amazing. People have been buying merch. These audiences have been out of control, good, just electric, laughing, having a blast. And I know all these upcoming shows are going to be no exception. So I will see you there jmscomedy.com slash shows to get your tickets. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. We're going to have a fucking good time either way. So thanks for listening to this little promo. Enjoy this episode. Ta-ta, idiots.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. What kind of ignorant shit is that? At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. You idiot, you fool! Hey, dummy! This is the Ignorance is Blessed podcast. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. idiots welcome back to ignorance is blessed the podcast that attempts to overcome ignorance mostly by asking ignorant questions with me jessica michelle singleton i'm your host i'm a comedian i'm a fucking idiot i don't know anything and that is why we're here to get answers to all our ignorant questions if you're new to the podcast please subscribe rate and review it on itunes it helps us me all of us, really. I like to think that maybe people have gotten answers to questions by listening to this podcast. And when you review it and subscribe, it shows up higher in iTunes places. So that's good, right? What the fuck am I saying? Anyways, if you haven't already, would love for you to leave me a rating and a review. Those make me feel great. And thank you to everyone who's already done it. There's a bunch of you. And I love you so much. And if you want to support the podcast even more, you can subscribe to Patreon. And for as little as a dollar a month... You could get the full episodes. Anything over an hour now is bonus content for patrons only. You get them early without all this garbage up top of me asking you to be a patron, inserting advertisements, etc., etc. Just early, uncut, full throttle episodes. We hang out. There's other cool stuff. Uh, I've, I've heard from the people subscribing that it's pretty fun. So you want to hear all of these episodes early? You want to hear the full story? Patreon.com slash ignorance is blessed. And while we're here, shout out to my brand new patrons, Mark and Travis. I'm one Tom away from having Blink-182 as my patrons, basically. Uh, You guys are awesome, as well as my best idiots forever, Gene and Kathy. I couldn't do this without all of you. I am always grateful, but especially now when the world is chaotic and I don't know what the future looks like. It's nice to have this little bit of extra support coming in. And it's cool to get to hang out with you guys in our virtual chats and have this extra cool group of not like-minded people, people of different backgrounds and different ideas who uh, are cool to have open conversations about shit like this. It's, it's been fun getting to chat with everyone. So would love to see more of you over there engaging in that. Um, and speaking of engaging, that sounds like I'm about to say something Pinterest board wedding related. I'm not, but if you want to engage your mind, Neurogum's a good way to do it. Neurogum.com. That's not true. It's getneuro.com. 
slash JMS. Guess who hasn't had NeuroGum today? Um, NeuroGum is caffeinated gum with L-theanine, nootropics, and B vitamins, which gives you energy that's focused so you don't have a crash and you don't have the jitters. And it's just really great. It's like a natural occurring attention span helper. So head over there if you want to get 15% off to try it. I like it. And so far I have heard everyone else who's tried it likes it. I got a message from a friend who ordered it a couple weeks ago and is going up to reorder more just a couple days ago. And she was raving and was also like, hey, how can I get more of a discount? Do you have a hookup? Which, um, keep using that code, uh, is all I can say. Because sadly, I don't have a secret closet full of it. Otherwise, I would be on the streets evangelizing. But enough about me. Let's get to our guest this week. You guys, I am so fucking excited for you guys to hear this interview. I was excited to do the interview. And, and it went great. And this guy's so cool. And if you're not familiar with Tommy Siegel, that's who I'm interviewing. He's an incredible drawer, as we joke about. He's an illustrator, a musician who's got a new album out. There is show notes. There is show notes. There's always show notes. There are links to both his upcoming book that you can pre-order, full of illustrations, and his brand new album in the show notes. Uh, and I highly recommend it. You can also check out his Instagram. That's in the show notes as well. Just to get an idea of the kind of illustrations he's got working in that book. He's got working. He's doing in that book. Listen, he's just a fucking cool guy. It was a peek behind how someone gets into illustration. Because his whole drawing stuff is kind of blown up. I talked to him about his album that I had listened to. And it's fucking bomb. He's just a great guy. He... He's awesome, and it was cool to kind of see a peek behind the curtain of the madness that is all the little cartoons he does, because if you haven't had a chance, check him out, because they're pretty funny. Uh, and I think he he's a little bit of something for everybody over there. So I'll shut the fuck up. I've said enough. You guys, please enjoy Tommy Siegel. Hey, idiots. What's up? We're back. I'm here with the incredible illustrator, drawer, artist. What do I call? I don't know what to refer to you as with your drawings, but also musician, Tommy Siegel. Hey, I like drawer. Drawer? drawer? Like drawer, drawer. He's a drawer. <laughs> uh, that's, I think, the best way to put it is, <laughs> yeah, Dr- like a dr- drawer, like Wow, I'm really in my head getting fucked up over like struggling to find some sort of clever pun about dresser drawers. And it's like really sad that I'm Don't like, worry, I did. I did the exact same thing and I couldn't I didn't I didn't find anything. I was like, it's out there. Someone listening maybe got to it before us. But uh, one, of those, one of those idiots can figure it out. Yeah, you fucking idiots. You you make <laughs> puns. It's hard work making the lowest form of humor. How are you? <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm okay. All things considered. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I've just been getting from thing to thing. It's like, yeah. Oh, I feel like you have a lot going on as far as creative stuff that you're putting out there right now. You've, yeah, got- I'm very lucky that I had like a backlog of, of projects that were coming out that were in the pipeline before COVID hit. So it's like, I've got this book coming out, um, in, in three weeks, my first book. Oh my God. Um, so exciting. Everyone, are you listening? You can pre-order it right now. I'll put a link in the show notes too. So yeah. Um, and yeah. And then I, I, I had a, I had finished a record that I was like trying to figure out how to put out. And so I finally put that out like 
I guess three weeks ago. So yeah, it's a great record. Another century wasted. I was just jamming to it recently. It's cool. I, Thanks. I very much, I full disclosure, whatever I'm about to say has, I don't know music terms and like the proper way to describe anything, but I like that it had this very like happy, chill vibe with lyrics that are like, everything's really fucking bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's funny is I like, I wrote that record, like I've been working on it off, like off and on in varying degrees of intensity for like starting in 2015. Um, oh, wow. Um, and, and I, 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 I could have put it out last fall. I was like done. Um, but I, for a number of reasons, I like put it off. But one of them was that I was like, everyone's going to think it's too negative, but now I'm putting it out and it's like, it's, I feel like it's uh, just perfect for 2020 energy. That's so funny that you're like, great. The world's ending. There's never been a better time for this. It fits right in. (laughs) Yeah. Well, if you're, you know, if it's, if, if you were a pessimist in 2020, you look like an Oracle, you know? I mean, it is, it is very true. I'm having like, I'm evolving a lot of my stand-up material, which is stupid because it's like, where am I doing stand-up? On Zoom? Yes. Please, God, help me. But <laughs> um, just that, like going from talk, because I do jokes about like depression and stuff. So going from that to being like, oh, now everyone who's just now experiencing depression for the first time is calling me like I'm a guru. Like, it's so bad. It's hard. And I'm like, right, yes, right. It's, that's what the rest of us have been saying. So welcome. Yeah, welcome, everyone. <laughs> yeah, no, I felt the, feel the same way. I mean, I, I was actually talking to my therapist recently about, she was just kind of, you know, sort of a overall check-in of being like, how are you with like anxiety stuff? And I was like, I'm actually kind of fine. She was like, yeah, most of my patients who have anxiety are saying yeah, it's similar like, things. It's just like the world's finally caught up to where we've always been at. So it's yeah, just, like know. we've been preparing it for it to be bad. And now it's here and we're, it's like, all right, okay. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's really bad. And, yeah. and we were all afraid of that. And now we can just relax into the fact that it's on fire. Uh, which by the way, speaking of standup, um, uh, it's called Please Don't Leave Me, right? Your your album from Oh yes, it is. A few years My, ago. Yeah. So good. Oh wow, thank you. Yeah. yeah. It's uh it's my only my only album. I was like working on I, I have like an, a brand new hour that I was ready to put somewhere and then the shit closed down and now I'm like Maybe I'll just completely transition careers every day as a breakdown. I'm like, I'm <laughs> fine. I'm not fine. God, save us all. But yeah. thank you. Um, yeah, it's awesome. It's yeah. Like, oh, wow. I, um, I appreciate that. It was uh, my first little, little baby album. A lot of asshole jokes and... Uh, a lot of butt stuff. A lot of... So yeah. much butt stuff. Yeah, I was yeah, really right. like, this will be a time capsule. And one day when I've evolved, I'll look back and be like, how crass. <laughs> I, I was I'm actually like, thinking... Yeah. Most most of the jokes still work for 2020. It's like, you know, it's not like, it's not like you're doing a lot of airplane jokes, you know? Yeah, I know. It's like, unfortunately being afraid of anal is evergreen. So (laughs) thank God. Uh, Um, let me ask you, okay. So your, your solo album just came out, but you've been working on it for a while. How long have you been, have you, how long have you been a drawer? A drawer. How long have you been uh, arting with I've been hands? a drawer. Uh, yeah, I've been a drawer for longer than I've been a musician, actually. Really? Um, but I, but because it was like what I was into when I was a child, you know? So. Oh, um, so you've been doing it forever. 
Yeah. And actually it was kind of like, I think a surprise to everyone that like I went, when I went through puberty, I was like, I don't want to draw cartoons anymore. I want to play rock and roll like a cool kid, you know? Oh no. Um, Devastating. <laughs> yeah. Because before that I was like the cartoon guy. That was like my whole thing as a, as a kid. Like I drew comic books and sold them at school and. Oh, wow. Um, and then I kind of fell away from it completely. Um, you know, once I hit 13 and. You're like, I got to get chicks. Yeah, I'm I not be, digging ooh. my comics. Yeah, I mean, I went through puberty and was just like, <laughs> did the traditional like, oh, rock and roll is cool. And kid stuff sucks. And then um, I kind of, yeah, I came back to drawing, ironically, through the band, like, you know, probably 10 years after that. Um, wow. Or, so were you were later. like out on tour with Jukebox the Ghost and were kind of, was it like, did something spur it or were you just trying to fill time on a tour bus or? I mean, uh, yeah, basically just trying to fill time um, while touring. But I, I sort of did a shtick with it where through the band's social media, I would solicit drawing requests. So people would like tweet at our band, um, you know, like draw the three of you guys as like, you know, Lego people or whatever. And then I would draw it and tweet it back at them. And it became oh, like, this kind of, yeah, it became like just kind of a tour shtick. And, um, yeah. And just kind of honestly came back into my life through that. Yeah. So you kind of were just like, that's cool that it, it came back in a way that was interactive. Cause I think that's super fun, but also sometimes with social media, I feel like it's easy to forget that it was invented for interaction and not just like, and not Here's why everyone's wrong and I'm right. Shut yeah. up. Comments off. Not that I haven't totally turned comments off on an Instagram post before, but. <laughs> no, it's funny how like, yeah, one-on-one -on -one messaging apps seem like very quaint now. It's like, oh, I'm, we're just performing for each other, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's just you and me. Wow. That's, that's great because I mean, obviously uh, for anyone who, is listening that doesn't follow you on Instagram. You have an amazing Instagram account with so many cool drawings. So it's cool that you, it started as something little and I feel like it's really grown. Thanks. Yeah. Um, I love your, um, this is probably what everyone says, the candy hearts. It's yeah. Great. It's great. <laughs> yeah. What, um, what inspired that? Um, so I'm asking like it's some sort of like yeah. opus, but like, I don't know. It's, it's fun. Yeah. I mean, I'm almost, it's one of those ideas where I'm almost surprised that somebody else hadn't taken it already. Yeah. A, you know what I mean? Like, cause so, I mean, for anyone who doesn't know, there's this, um, um, okay. So I guess I should back up a little bit. Like yes. a couple years ago, I had been drawing just requests from fans of my band like all the time okay but i didn't have any idea of what like i wanted to draw personally like i was just constant i was basically a caricature artist in the park yeah you know and I mean? you were like, like just, you but you had no inspiration for something original at the yeah so i started doing a comic every day um for a year because i saw another cartoonist do it and i was like well maybe maybe if i do that i'll think of something on my own you know, wow. I'm not just like drawing requests. Uh, and yeah, I started finding that I had all sorts of ideas for, for comics that like, I didn't, you know, I just hadn't like turned on the faucet before. You oh, know? that's amazing. So you feel like um, it's a muscle kind of that once you start working it, you're like, Oh yeah. 
Or I, I just feel like if you're, you know, like if you're a creative person, if you learn another medium, once you kind of figure out what the medium is, like it just starts coming out. Like for I, sure. It's definitely flows. I can see how that's. Yeah. Yeah. And it like, I don't know. I'm sure, I'm sure you've had that for other stuff too. You're a creative person. So. Oh, for sure. Where, and it's, it, it's so funny because sometimes it feels like, I mean, comedy is my, obviously like my go-to example, but where it feels like there's a dry spell of like, I don't, nothing I'm saying is funny, but then all of a sudden you'll have days where you're just like a million ideas at once and there's not enough like space to get them all out quick enough. Which, yeah, totally. Yeah. So I can definitely relate. Oh, so, but so the candy hearts you mentioned, so like on Valentine's day, which was about a year in to the project, um, I just had, it was coming up with a Valentine's day cartoon and I drew one of like a bunch of hearts in a, in a movie theater. And there's, there's one that says like damaged and then it's holding the hand of another one that says, um, damaged, uh, damaged, but in the same way. <laughs> and, and then there, and then there's a, a heart kind of like leering and creeping behind them in the background that says damaged in a creepy way. Um, <laughs> but I noticed that that just like, it went over really well. It didn't like go viral or anything, but I, I just noticed that people liked it. Um, yeah. You got like a great response for it. Well, and then I realized it was a joke format. Like I, I, it hadn't occurred to me that like, you know, I'd been looking for something to keep returning to like characters or a motif. Like, yeah. And, you know, I realized that like in that way that what, what is that comic with the aliens? Um, Strange planet. I, don't know if I was like, I don't know. <laughs> um, where like, uh, I don't know if you haven't seen that comic, it's sort of just like aliens describing things that humans do. That's like, oh, okay. Of, yeah, yeah. Actually, I think I, do you know what you're talking about? Kind of a gag, but yeah, with, with Candy Hearts, I kind of realized that like putting the internal monologue of a character on the Candy Heart was like kind of a format you could do anything with. Absolutely. And yeah, so I've been drawing those. I'm actually working on a, a book of exclusively Candy Hearts. Oh, wow. Um, which I, maybe this is, I don't know. This is, I haven't announced that anywhere. So that's kind of funny, but. Um, God, exclusive hot content, you guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I've been working all summer secretly on like, I, th- I mean, I think I've done 80 Candy Hearts since. Whoa. Since May on top of all the ones I'd already done. So um, I've that's been in incredible. Candy Hearts land. I'm very tired of drawing Candy Hearts. Yeah, you're like, I'm fucking over it. <laughs> I just want this to be done so I can be I'm not even is the thing you like. I'm not even over it. I just can't think of anything else for them You're to say. Just, the well has gone dry for now. <laughs> Fuck. For now. I mean that I mean that's impressive. 80 since May. Fuck. Are you are you a workaholic? Are you a workaholic? Yes. Yes. Okay. It's bad. It's bad. I'm like, I don't want to project. It sounds like you're like me, where I'm like, as long as I have things to keep me busy, I won't yeah. completely crumble. Yeah, if I finish this, then I won't have to stare at the void. If I finish this, then I won't have to stare at the void, you know. Yeah, where I'm forever, <laughs> I mean, good for you for finishing things. I'm forever starting projects just to avoid it and then starting new ones and never getting back to them. So that's, yeah. you know, baby steps. Um, your, your book that's coming out, is it all drawings you've previously done? Is it all brand new drawings, some sort of combo of both? It's kind of a mix. It's, it's, it's like kind of a greatest hits. It's also a lot of redrawn old stuff that I think a lot of people haven't seen. Um, nice. Then there's some new comics. 
And there's also um, essays about the experience of doing a comic every day for 500 days and kind of like what that did to my brain, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's Um, dedication. It's dedication would be a nice word for it, but yeah, it was, it was a useful project that um, (laughs) took me a while to recover from. So the book was a lot of like me unpacking, like, what that experience was, the good and the bad, and and also the experience of kind of being like a full-time social media manager of my own life for like 500 days in a row and kind of what that means, you know? Yeah, well, that's just so interesting having to like have this role of almost stepping outside yourself to view your work as like a brand or how to, yeah, it that's just fascinating. I, I can't wait to read it. Does, does drawing that much and constantly drawing, do you feel like since you began, like from the time you began to now, do you feel like your brain works more in comic format because you've done it longer? Like, do you feel like you are quicker to see how something could play out in a visual medium? Yeah. I mean, I, I still, f- it's funny cause I still feel very new to the medium. Like, I, and I think that benefits me sometimes because like there's like a weird magic in any medium. I think when you're kind of an idiot in it, Amen. do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh yeah. Like there's less, there's less fear if you don't really know yeah, what, what the, what's going on, you know, like, so it's, it's almost, I've almost avoided getting too into like, um, learning the form too aggressively. I'm sure I will someday, like just in terms of like the, the formalities of, of comic art. Um, I, I, so I, I sort of am doing it as an outsider, just swinging blindly. I still feel, um, and maybe everyone feels that way, but, um, I think that kind of like fool's beginner mindset, like allows me to like, not take it, not take it too seriously when I fail. Or when it like doesn't yeah. work, you know? That makes, that makes total sense because it, it's easy to, I think, with any, probably any industry, but I feel like I talk to more creatives lately, but you get too deep in it and I feel like it's easy to become hypercritical of, oh, this isn't, quote, the way it's supposed to be done. Or I feel that with comedy too, of like getting too worried about a, a certain topic or if something's like too hacky the longer I do it or... You know. Right. And I'm sure you feel this. I mean, comedy and comics, I think, would have this in common where I'm sure at a certain point you feel very self-conscious about or, or how, do, how would I put this? Like you end up performing for the people in your field rather than yes. the people outside of it. Yeah. So like, yeah, for stand-up comedians, it's lit at this idea of like the comics in the back of the room is sort of a term of just like, well, do they respect me? Do they think I'm funny? Which of course is great. Like you want the respect of your peers and like in so many different art forms, those people may be in a position to hire you for et cetera, X, Y, Z or something that could be beneficial. But at the end of the day, like the people buying your product and buying tickets or buying your book, it's like, well, what do the people consuming actually enjoy? But even that I feel like is sticky because the risk of instead of running every thought, you know, or idea that you have. And I don't know if you feel this way, but like with, you know, with your audience having grown, 
that thought of, well, is it, you know, what will my audience think of this? Like if you do something a little bit outside, what is your typical, you know, type of comic? Or for me, it's like, if I'm not talking about my asshole, are people still going to be listening? Are they going to be like, (laughs) boo, enough social commentary. Go back to your butt, you know? Yeah, no more belly buttons, more butthole jokes. buttholes. Yeah, so it's like trying to kind of keep your authentic voice and not pander to the audience you already have as well, I feel like is... Yeah, totally. I mean, and I find myself these days like something that's confusing for me and I might need a another daily project or challenge of some kind to shake, shake up the snuggle a little, a little bit, but I find myself like uh, sort of like siphoning myself into like four or five different types of comic. Yeah. Where it's always moving from type to type, but like there's, I've established these like types and I'm kind of like looking forward to like just breaking that open again and just doing something. And, and, you know, when you break that open, you end up doing stuff that's like really terrible too. But yeah, um, but you have to kind of be willing to get through that. I think to get to for sure. I, I, it's, it's easy to not be the one putting out the terrible thing and go, you know, you got to take that stepping stone. (laughs) But then when you're doing it, you're like, ah, this is fucking, why did I, why did I do this thing? Why was that the choice I made? Yeah. But I I don't know. I feel like, um, somebody, a friend of mine, and I'm sure they were quoting someone else or whatever, but once said that, you know, failure is the only true, measure of progress, you know, to which I, of course, was like, wow, I'm so progressive, but. Um, <laughs> That's actually a quote from Adolf Hitler. So you might want to. Ah, well, not, you not know, when you're right, you're right. Uh, <laughs> anyway, it's been fun. I'm canceled. Uh, God. Yeah. So oh, I, I just think that's an terrible interesting painter outcome. and terrible person. Um, <laughs> I think, I think that that's a thing we could all agree on. And yeah. And, and terrible advice too. Yeah. Just, you know, I should have known. Look at his art. It's garbage. <laughs> if, there's, if there's one thing you can count on, it's that only good artists will give you great advice. <laughs> um, do you find, so some of your, some of the comments you put out on your Instagram, it's a, there's like a, like social commentary and there's sort of the sardonic uh, like outlook on the world or what thing is, is going on. Do you personally find that at all? helpful like as a coping mechanism to make a joke about um i think so Uh, but you know it's funny i almost uh, sometimes i wonder if it's more helpful for other people than it is for me yeah um because i think i mean when it helps everybody as i think like if and i'm sure you have this with comedy too it's like if you can say something that everyone leaves unsaid yeah it feels like striking gold because like, I I don't know. So those are rewarding moments. Like when I um, sort of say something that um, feels unrelated, like I'm like, there's no way this, no one else is. But everyone is like, Oh my God, thank God that you said this. Right. And I think those moments are really, are really interesting and rewarding, but um, yeah, I don't know. But also putting stuff on the internet. I mean, (laughs) I, I don't know. Reward is an interesting word for it. Like I, I enjoy drawing, but it's like this sort of internet part of it. I've sort of, I've grown a little bit numb to it. Like it's like, it's cool, but it's like, I don't know. There's, there's, a, there's just this element of like, 
it, the picture was on one part of my phone and now it's on another part of my phone. That's crazy. You know, (laughs) the world is crazy. I mean, I think that's, I could be wrong, but like, I think that's maybe par for the course with any type of consistent social media internet action. Cause eventually it's, it's all designed to, you know, like, dopamine like i got likes but eventually it's just like yes put it up it's out there and then of course you have to deal with the you know the shitty part of putting any of your work out into the world with social media is that like oh i like now someone who doesn't like it can come find me and let me know that's good that's you can't just not listen to my album or not enjoy you can't just keep scrolling you had to be like loser (laughs) or whatever um do you get a lot of do you get a lot of people shitting on your stuff or like oh yeah yeah i mean anytime i do anything um i mean um you know political cartoons are very um um polarizing uh, well they just they they bring out the people who um instead of sort of engaging with the work itself will just you know use it as their excuse to to like you know, talk about guns or whatever. Oh, well, or, or to, 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 to be like, you're a bad artist because I don't like what you said, you know, because I don't whatever. like your opinion, which is, yeah, it's God that it's so ridiculous when people take one tiny thing you do and then they, yeah, first of all, they use it for that opportunity to be like, you suck because I don't like what you said. But then I also, it's frustrating that and it's for me, it's something I also just need to get better at accepting that like, yeah, there are going to be people that boil down who you are to this one post they saw you make. Absolutely. And yeah. And I mean, I've gotten, I've gotten a lot of death threats over the years and Jesus. like, just like, you know, people being angry and mean. And, um, I don't know. I've just learned to like, to really, um, not value the free speech element of my pages and really value the block button. Yeah, well, that's something that I, I was, for a long time, I was like, I don't want to block people because I don't want to be like, oh, just because you don't like me. But then I was like, yeah, you like, you don't get to engage with all the fun stuff I'm doing. And then the one thing you don't like, like try to ruin my life or like, because I'm a fuck, I'm a sensitive, like I'm a pussy. So it's like, I'm very well aware that all my material and what I say is not going to be for everybody. But it's like, well, do you have to tell me that <laughs> about it? It's, but it's I know. Which is like how it is, but like the ability, and I shouldn't say this because it's just like, congratulations, trolls. But like the rational part of me that can be like, okay, this guy who called me a horse face cunt that has three followers is not significant in my life. But then I go like, <sighs> like I spend the whole day. Like, I mean, I do sort of look like a horse and, <laughs> and like, <laughs> never mind all the compliments that anyone else gave you on something you posted. And they're like, this is funny. This is great. Good job. Thank you for sharing. It's like that one. I mean, it's just a reflection of, I, I think, I mean, it's what stand-up comedians do with audiences too. You'll see like a whole crowd laughing, and this, they'll be like, well, "Why aren't you? Why aren't you laughing?" To the one guy in the front, and it's like, right, right, yeah. It it can be really easy to focus on, yeah, the one voice that doesn't that doesn't like your work. Um, so yes. yeah, I'm trying to get better at that. It's um, but we, yeah, it is funny how like you know I I could have a cartoon that gets like 
20,000 likes or something. And then there's one negative comment and somehow that ends up that can carry more weight than, than 20,000 likes. Yes, you know what I mean? All of the like positivity that you're, which doing. is insane. But I, you know, there, there's clearly something quite warped with the way the monkey brain works. So anyways, uh, what I've learned to do is just to, if, if anybody I think is being like, Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc honestly it's just like if i don't like their vibe i just block whoever like Like, i I don't need you i just don't care like and i think that's fair because i think that like they can go talk elsewhere i'm not preventing anyone from talking you know yeah you're you're like i don't have to accept this shit into my vibe and i like that because it's yeah i don't know i feel like the human brain isn't necessarily evolved to handle the things we get from social media like well not to mention like you're putting out your creativity for free on this yeah that it's like oh i'm sorry the thing that you're not even paying for that's how i feel when people go this isn't funny to a tweet or something which half the time i'm not even tweeting to be funny i'm just brain vomiting but it's like yeah okay well scroll away i didn't fucking charge you for it <laughs> yeah i have a, i have a i have a blanket response to all those people now which is i just repo- i just reply the same thing every time which is uh issuing refunds shortly um i love that you know like which hopefully would take make somebody take a step back and be like oh right yeah this is just someone's like free time that i can just not engage and well, yeah. And like the internet, I think like, you know, it, it, it's done really strange things to speech and creativity. And, and one of the strangest relationships I think is that um, it's allowed the uh, technological ability for everybody to be a critic. Right. Yeah. But simultaneously art is free. So there's, and it freely disseminated and can't really make a lot of money. So it's like you simultaneously have like, this unvalued art that everyone feels um, like they're entitled to be a critic of it. Yeah. And that's, that's my, I guess my hang up around art is that like in general, I guess in the society we live in is that everyone feels entitled to say something about it. And it's like, yeah, and it's, you don't have to, also we just live in a world where people like, this is such a shitty thing to say. People just like think their voice matters. And it, <laughs> it's like, sure, use it for good. But like we, the world doesn't need all of your opinions all the time. And that, that's, I mean, same for me, like for anyone. Right. I mean, the worst punishment for art you don't like is to say absolutely nothing about it because, you know, it's not like other eras where it's like, you know, the point of a newspaper critic is sort of to be like, 
There are four movies coming out this weekend. This is the one you should see. Don't see this one. Yeah, but here's when the one got, to spend your money on. Yeah. Right, but with like money or, uh, excuse me, with um, like Instagram comics, um, I don't know, it's, or, or with, with music on Spotify, let's say. Like the role of the critic is really they should just be telling you what's good because there's so much constant me- mediocre stuff that's flooding the entire internet at all. Yeah. Time, you know? So really the only purpose is to like be a consumer guide to be like, hey, check this out, you know? Yeah, it's like, th- that's what I want is those those few voices that are really digging and going, here's something that's really good because, yeah, it's so hard to find anything through all the noise out there. And yeah, while I think there's tons of benefits to the fact that we, you know, people can release things independently that can be found across the world, it's also like, that means everyone is releasing everything. And yeah. this is my, the culmination of my musical career. And you're like, you're my science teacher. I didn't know that you did music. And it's just <laughs> like yeah. a man crying over a broken banjo or something. And you're like, okay, well, thank you. Uh, did you do your album art? I did. That's rad. Uh, it looks great, by the way. Thank you. Have you... Uh, and forgive me if you've already done this. Do you ever think of trying to find a way to like bring the illustrations and music together in some sort of medium? I've, I've, um, yes. Um, that, that would be the dream. Um, yeah. I've definitely messed around with the anime. Animation seems like the most logical, um, next step, Fair. but I will say that from the dabbling of with animation I've had so far, I just can't believe how time consuming it is. It's insane. I, one of my roommates, uh, my old roommates, is an animator and like the amount of time he would spend to do a little cartoon and like just move one thing is fucking mind blowing. I'm like the talent to draw, but then also the patience. Uh, Well, and the, just the, the finger muscles required for like doing it that long. Like, I guess what I I, like with, when I put out the record, I put out some teaser animations of like weird creatures, like dancing to the songs. Amazing. Um, and yeah, I mean like one of them, you know, they are, I guess they were both like, you know, 45 seconds, but you know, it's 45, you know, it's 24 frames per second. So, you know, you do the math, it ends up being like around a thousand, drawings to get 45 seconds of entertainment. So it's, it's a lot of work and um, Uh, I don't know. I'd love to, to keep dabbling in that world. I'm still interested in it, but um, I have just been blown away every time I've, uh, you know, dipped a toe in just, just so much respect for the people who are doing that in that field. It is insane how much work. Oh yeah. Also just hearing you describe it like that, because I've never talked to someone intricately i should probably have an animator on at some point but 24 frames per second is i'm going like oh okay like so that's why animation is so expensive like because i i've gotten rates for different things or you know talk to my former roommate about like oh how much you know do you charge for something like this i've been like oh my god (laughs) but it's like yeah it's so much fucking work yeah yeah Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like my little, my little weird teasers for, I mean, that probably took me 12 hours to do that thousand person one, thousand frame one. And that, that's what, and that's like doing a bare bones, like no background, no color, Fuck. you know? So that is doing a whole episode of the Simpsons. 
Yeah, I can't even. I can't even imagine. What I mean, they outsource it. They outsource it to other countries now. I think, for the most part. Oh my god, just poor animating child slaves or whatever with just like ripped fingers. They're like, yeah, (laughs) all buff and shit. (laughs) Like, check this out. I'm gross. Um, I okay. I'm looking at a list of questions. Just a second. Oh, okay. I put out for questions and someone emailed me this. And I think this is a good, I I feel like this is a good question for anyone who has some type of workout, but um, someone wanted to know, they love your album and they wanted to know, in your opinion, what is the best song to recommend that like sums it up, which I thought was an interesting question. They were like, like if I'm going to tell a friend, this is a great album, check out this song as a teaser. Do you have an, uh, a song that you would recommend? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's tricky because... Hmm. Uh, I think, like, if I was, was going to play one for somebody that's like, this is what the record sounds like, I would put on, there's one called State of Affairs that's kind yeah. of, like, really fast and talking headsy and quirky. Um, but... I think spiritually for me, the record is kind of summed up by the song called starting now, which is like the only optimistic song on the record. That's um, great. Which the whole record's pretty, you know, you know, it's like, a, it's a lot of like sort of doom and gloom over fun. Yes. You know, fun <laughs> grooves. Um, but starting now is like the one that's like my attempt to like write a utopian song after like writing a lot of dystopian songs. Wow. I love that. So it's just this sort of, I I also like the idea that among a bunch of dystopian stuff you have a song that's sort of like a glimmer of hope like a little eh, maybe it'll be okay <laughs> yeah i want to do a post-apocalyptic utopian song yeah like once it's all crumbled and we get back on our feet sort of it might be all right <laughs> <laughs> it, might, it might um and then do you i guess do you have anything that would be the equivalent with your drawings like if god that's such a shitty thing to ask you have so many drawings but like if someone Um, if if you if someone in some position of power to help further your drawings or get another i mean you're doing great or whatever was was to show someone here's a sample to get you hired for something or get you your next book are there certain ones that you would Hope that yeah, I mean, now, now I've had the experience of having to do that for like, yeah. like a book proposal and that kind of stuff. Um, so there's two that kind of have stuck out. There's one that is the cover of my Candy Hearts book, which is the, it's like, a, it's like two parent Candy Hearts and then a kid yeah. Candy Hearts. And one says, um, we will not mess you up. The other one says like, like our parents messed us up. <laughs> and then on the on the kid it just says like he's holding it's like a baby holding a rattle and it says a whole new kind of fucked up <laughs> um but i always thought i thought that one was like like whenever i can like do something funny that sort of like pokes at some deep you know sort of universal human experience that's like always when i feel the most proud but and then there's another one that i actually reposted recently that's um it kind of just talking about environmental messaging over the last four decades. <laughs> um, so it's like in the eighties, it's like, 
don't litter and you can save the earth. And then in the nineties, it's like recycle and you can save the earth. And then in the two thousands, it's like, um, reduce your carbon footprint. You can save the earth. And then now it just says, it's got this guy saying to his kid, like re- completely restructure the entire global economy. And you might be able to save a sliver of humanity, which God. is sort of where it feels like we're going, you know? Oh yeah. For real. That it's, I mean, I just had this conversation on, I have another podcast called Two Filthy Nerds and we don't normally get heavy, but we always start off bitching about something. And we were talking, of course, about the fires, which led to global warming. But like, yeah, we did sort of have this like, yeah, I don't actually know if we can uh, do anything uh, with that, with all the people not doing anything where it's like, we might be fucked. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's, I I, I think that, yeah, I don't know. Some of the mass galvanizations of people have given me some hope because I think we've been treating it as a, and the comic is trying to make fun of the idea that, you know, we've been treating it as like kind of an in, individual consumer problem. Yeah. When it's like, this is all of our problem. It's one, it's a, a systemic problem and systemic problems are not individual solutions. They're like top down yeah. things, you know, where like it requires something like a green new deal. And- yeah. Like a legislation. Like, it's not just like, if we all do our part, it's like, yeah, unfortunately, I think now more than ever, we're learning that some people won't do their parts if they don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> what, what issue could you possibly be referring to? Yeah, I just, I can't put my finger or my mask <laughs> on what the issue is, um, but it's out, it's out there, you know, a variety of things could, that could save people's lives. Um, yeah. I, I was kind of thinking about on that note, I was trying to, Actually, to, like I was on a little run earlier today and trying to think about like how to frame like something I keep hearing people talk about with the wildfires in out west right now, which yeah. you're going through is like people keep saying stuff like, oh, my God, it's just our luck. It's so 2020. And it's like, no, this is so 2021. This is so 2022. This like, is it's, a culmination it's, of centuries. That's I mean, it's so true. Yeah, and it's like that's not going to end. Yeah, I mean, the amount of I've always felt blown away by how many people really. Uh, and uh, granted, like un- until this year, I think the thought was a lot smaller because there wasn't as many like large global chaos things that I was aware of. But <laughs> the like how many people just go, well, in you know, in next year, like the, the change of the date, they're like, finally, it's now 2021 and I'll be okay. And it's like, is that <laughs> yeah. really, you don't really believe that. <laughs> you're like, you're blaming the calendar instead of all of the things that we've done over years. Yeah. 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 But, you know, I don't know. I mean, these these big protests this year have given me some hope. Like you can galvanize people for an issue, you know. Absolutely. And it's it's one of those things where I fluctuate. But then at the end of the day, it's like, well, you, I mean, you can either try to find hope or completely lose it. And that's not going to help anyone. So, yeah, seeing people come out and really start talking about things is great. I I worry about the way some of those messages go across in social media and the divisiveness. I just watched The Social Dilemma. I don't know if you've seen that. But. I haven't I haven't seen it yet. I'm actually like, I'm a little nervous about seeing it because I feel like so much of my book is just like shitting on, on Mark Zuckerberg. And um, 
I, I'm I worried th- that I'm worried that this documentary did it um, way way better and more effectively than I did. I doubt it, and I also <laughs> believe that like anything I viewed, it, I feel like culturally, art has always, and maybe some of it's like the entertainment industry, but people go through phases of like mass consumption of certain topics. Like a couple of years ago, like there were 800 vampire things and it's like, right. So I feel like if any, if not, like I think it would help you more than people would be like, Oh, now I want to see some funny looks at this thing that was just made extremely bleak. And <laughs> cause it's all these tech guys that like were former, uh, like, you know, former traffic drivers or creators at like Twitter and Facebook just being like, yeah, no, uh, we didn't really anticipate it spiraling out of control like this. And like, but they talk about how the technology is actually built to divide people and how much easier it is for fake news to travel through various mediums, not to use the term. I feel like the term fake news has been obviously tainted by its overuse, but yeah, I'm kind of curious to, I, I, I need to see it. Cause I, I had my own explanations in my book about how those things come about, but they're from various things I read um, and my own observations, but like, I, I'd be really, I haven't really heard it from like the horse's mouth, you know, like from yeah. the tech guys, so. Yeah, it's very interesting. Cause there's a lot of like, <laughs> yeah, like the algorithm, they're like, it's never going to be able to suss out like, a hundred percent is, is this all real? And is this all? And like, and it's all designed. And like, they just talk about how it's designed to, you know, you click on a few things and then it's catering to the viewpoint you want to see, not what's necessarily truthful and objective reality. And so it makes people all, you know, like saying people are the antichrist and fucking going down like crazy wormholes of like lizard people. And you're like, Oh, it's, it's it's interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I definitely felt guilt uh, or confusion, probably more than guilt, about like, you know, if I have a cartoon that goes like super, like a, p- a political cartoon that goes like viral in my own political sphere, because I have this feeling of like, that's great, but am I just amplifying the echo chamber of division? And what is how does this look to somebody who's outside of my echo chamber? And does that radicalize them further in the direction that's bad? Or, you know, I, I kind of like absolutely weighing that. And I don't, you know, it's, it's kind of a case by case thing. And like, some of them seem like they thread the needle right. And some of them feel like they don't, but yeah. And sometimes you like, there've been things for me where I realize cause I don't get that political with, my humor because I can't like, I just get mad. I can't, I can't make it funny. And I'm like, I'm not going to sit here and lie to myself and pretend having a strong opinion is absolutely a joke. Not that I don't also just share strong opinions, but like, yeah, there, there's things that I've said thinking like, isn't this crazy? Not, not even thinking it would be divisive. Like it would just be an interesting point of view that in my mind, I'm like, Oh, I realized that. And I was like, Whoa, maybe that's how other people will respond. And and people are like, you don't fucking guns, whatever. And I'm like, I, people will bring up other issues on posts of mine that are, I, I made a post that was like, hey, you know who else was more concerned by the, about the economy than social justice? Slave owners. That's interesting. <laughs> like, and it was just a thought I had while having a conversation with my family who were like, but the economy. And then just the things that people brought up that I was like, oh, you are taking this one thought and 
making me this radical fictional character in your mind of like, they were just bringing up like hundreds of different political issues. And I was like, (laughs) yeah, but it was an interesting reflection of where I think some people go that, that like this, if you're not a hundred percent with my ideals, you're the enemy or something. And it's scary, but very fascinating from a sociological standpoint. Yeah. Um, anyway, it got way more serious than I thought it would. Uh, (laughs) Whoops. I mean, I guess I don't have any other questions other than like, if you had to choose, like, there's no reason you would have to in real life. This is a stupid question, but if you had to choose between making music or drawing and you could only do one, what would you choose? So I've been asked this before and like, and you hate it. I don't mean this as a cop out, but I truly don't have an answer. I get um, it. I don't know. Well, why it's sort of like, it's, you got to give one up eating or shitting. I mean, do actually, I that's, still that's lose ter- weight if I don't shit? It's <laughs> actually, I just realized it's a terrible comparison. No, um, shitting actually feels really good. And so does eating. Well, no, I just, I, I, I was more thinking that if you didn't, if you lost one or the other, you would die, but <laughs> that's true. Uh, that's fair. Boo. Why? Um, but I, um, yeah, I don't know. To me, they're like completely different parts of my brain. So it's like, the the music part of my brain is to me the part that's like a little more less a, a, agenda driven and more like the kind of like sit in the park and write poetry and think about how I feel kind of Free part of my brain more like emotional emotionally in touch at least the songwriting part of it not the production and all that kind of stuff yeah but, of course um, that part of it feels very um, the, you know there's no it's not an objective based. Yeah. Like your songs don't have to have a punchline or like a. Right. And I'm sure you experience this too. Like, but like the funny, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting to do anything comedic and compared to any other field, because, you know, with a drama, you're not judging it by like the amount people are crying in the theater. Yeah. They're like how many tears per minute. Yeah. But yeah, with comedy, it's like you are exclusively judging it by whether people laugh or not. Yeah, which is crazy because like even with even with this podcast, I from the beginning, I, I put it under the society and culture umbrella instead of comedy because I was like, I mean, the, you know, there's listeners and I'm very thankful and, and it's like grown and grown. But at the end of the day, I'm sort of doing this for my own, like more like curiosity. I'm like, I just want to like be nosy and ask people shit. Yeah, totally. But I didn't ever want to feel like. I, I had to disengage from the conversation because I'm like, I got to come up with something funny. The, the listeners are expecting me to give a hot one-liner take on this where it's like, yeah, no, it's, it's, and I think especially if so, so much of your identity becomes one specific job, but especially like a, a type of thinking, like with humor, I think it, people sometimes expect me to just always be funny. And it's like, all right, no, well, fuck you. Pay me. if you. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I don't. The amount of friends who have asked me to give speeches at their weddings, like on the spot, <laughs> where I'm not even like the maid of honor or bridesmaid. And I'm like, what? Do you just think I'm just going to like riff on your happiness? I don't. <laughs> I'll bomb in front of your family if you want me to. But <laughs> I'm just drunk and trying to enjoy your love. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Humor. It's it's a weird one because it's like, 
Yeah, I, I'm almost curious to try and do comics that don't have the objective of making you laugh to see what that is. Because yeah, that's what I was just going to ask. Would do you think you'd ever try like? Maybe. Yeah, I haven't had an idea though. You know, it's like yeah. I'm, I'm now used to the kind of Pavlovian sort of process of like it is good when people laugh at your comic and therefore you make people laugh with your comic, you know, and I enjoy that process. But yeah, there is part of me that's kind of curious, like what is that art form for me? If I remove this sort of pot of positive reinforcement from other people, you know? Yeah. Of like, can I say something deeper to make people think without it necessarily having, and then that's a slippery slope into you becoming, you know, a self love account. And just being like, <laughs> This is the rain cloud of anxiety and depression, <laughs> like, yeah. which don't yeah. get me wrong. I follow several of those as well. <laughs> it's insane. To balance it out. Then I'm like, <laughs> just clicking and <laughs> crying and laughing and losing my mind. Um, well, I guess where can people find you? If, if okay. anyone's listening and they don't know, know your things. They can find me at my home. <laughs> find um, him I'll, kill him my, you should have yeah, never my, posted those hearts my, my home address um <laughs> no uh, i yeah i'm on instagram under my name tommy siegel s-i-e-g-e-l um and twitter and facebook and reddit and all, all those things just under my name yeah you have you haven't ventured over to tiktok yet i haven't have you no i'm afraid of it i don't yeah i uh, it's, it's just scary. like there's too much i know i i I, I mean, I know that I should, I guess, but I, I don't know. I, I feel like I have to learn a whole new format. I'm just really burned out on social media. So I'm kind of like, I've already learned and I've already learned the like, formats I that I know. I've, I've got my things. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're going to lose the youths, but I think that's okay. That's it's at a certain point. I'm like, I'm done trying to reach teen teenagers. I'm, I'm not going to reach you. It's just yeah. not, I don't have a funny dance to put on video for you i've moved on you'll have your own inspirations um and then, i would assume there's a lot of cre creative pressure within the stand-up world to do TikTok. oh yeah well it's and I, I don't know if this happens with music but from the industry side pe like industry people are very focused on numbers on social media and it's like what, what are you doing there what are your followers which is interesting because there's plenty of people i know who go on the road and do great and they have their fan bases but they don't have huge social media numbers and i know opposite of like people who have crazy social media numbers but either no one comes out, no one comes out to see them or i see people that are like twitter famous and i've watched them do stand-up and, and been like oh like you're like a twitter you're you belong on twitter <laughs> <laughs> like this is, you're not for live consumption. This is hard to watch. Yeah, I think. Um, and that's not to say everyone like that is like, but like. No, I mean, I, I think like the ironically, the people who I think are pulling a lot of the the sort of puppet strings and like higher levels of industry, like creative industry, like they themselves don't have a lot of followers. And so I think they like put more weight on it than you really ought to. Yeah, well, I also know. think, I mean. I pro I'm probably not supposed to say this, but I don't get like, I don't give a fuck about like how the industry views me or whatever. But right. I think it's made a lot of people on that side, you know, the discovery as far as like agents, managers, like a little lazy, to be honest, that they're just right. scanning for numbers and being like, well, let's see what this person with a hundred thousand followers can do. If right. we're gonna shove them in a small part in a movie. <laughs> like, and that really ignores that you can, you can uh, purchase that yeah. if you want, you know? 
Yeah, that people and people do, and people definitely that's do. That's I mean, sad like, on a whole different level to me. It's that it's very, like, oh, it's, you paid, and it's like, I, I guess, I, I guess, I get someone's like, I think it's stupid, but maybe, it, but if I know that my work is good, and if that number is what it takes for someone to look at it and help me get to the next level, but the idea that like, there's probably a lot of people that do it like for their own like ego of people thinking they're fucking killing it. And it's like, ah. do you ever see like, I, I see a lot of promoted posts on Twitter by like really random people, like just saying something like not even a company. It'll just be like some guy being like, do you think Joe Biden is a good nominee? And then it'll, he'll, it'll be a promoted post. And, <laughs> and you're like, you paid for that. <laughs> I get You know, I don't get, I still get a lot of company advertisements on Twitter, but on, I get a lot of Instagram promoted post of just like people living their life. And I'm like, I'm like, you're not even selling anything. <laughs> and lately I've been getting like, not all the time, but like kids. And I'm like, you're, what are you doing? Like, so you paid for your kid to get, I was like, this feels like a slippery slope. Like there's creeps out there and you're just promoting your kid dancing. So you can try to what, like be on Ellen. I don't know. what. <laughs> That like you are trying to live, that's scary to me is that someone's like, well, I'm not an influencer, but maybe my child will be. Yeah, that's terrifying. That's, God. oh God, it's horrifying. I've seen people like try to make web series about their kids and it's like they're real life children. And I'm like, absolutely not. I will not subscribe to that. <laughs> I'll never forget the first time I got a targeted ad. It was like when, remember when Gmail used to not have ads and then they started putting ads at the top? Oh shit. Yeah. yeah. And, um, they were like saying that like they weren't like actually sharing the contents of your email. They were just scanning it for words and then using that to determine the ads that you were getting. Like it was yeah. like metadata or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But we were, I was having a, a, a an email thread with um, like our management and uh, the members of my band and um, our drummer, Jesse was saying something like he disagreed with everyone. And it was like a long chain about something. Um, and the ad that was on top of my Gmail was, are you looking for a new drummer? <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious and also terrifying. Yeah. I thought that was, I was like, wow, it's pretty good. I mean, just what targeting? Yeah. That God, to think that people could be that good at targeting. And it's like, I just, on one hand, as much as I like, I'm like, fuck my phone listening to me. On the other hand, it's like, then I'll get ads and I'm like, thanks phone. <laughs> <laughs> I do want a light that turns my room into a galaxy. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, you nailed it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sometimes, well, I, although I feel like most of my ads these days are of, um, are ads for the same product that I just bought, but like they don't, the cookies don't let you let them know that you already bought it. Yeah. That you're like, you're, it's too late. You had yeah. your chance. I moved on. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. I get, I remember I went through a breakup a few years ago and immediately started getting ads for therapy. And I was like, this is oh. hilarious. But like, are you alone? And how it, <laughs> and how ads for like dating things pick up on stuff like that, like dating oh. apps and shit. And I'm like, so weird. That's what I want to see. I want to see a documentary about dating apps. God, I mean like yeah, me too. Cause the way we've just kind of, I don't know, commoditized, people thinking you're hot or whatever. I don't know. Cause yeah, the final I, I mean, frontier. Yeah. It's like, I know. You know, 
human relationships as a vehicle to sell ads, I guess, you know, like it's very strange. It's so bizarre. And God, I wonder who's really like falling for the ads on those things. Yeah. Cause it is like on Tinder every once in a while, it's like Wendy's or I don't know. I haven't been on <laughs> in a while. Like, but, and as much as I shit on it, I'm like, Oh, I did date. I, I met the person I'm with Andy. All my listeners know who I'm with. It doesn't matter. But, um, on a dating app, which I never thought I would do, but I was like, fine. <laughs> Ugh, I'll try it. But, yeah. but it is just that, like also the adrenaline of like, ding, they matched with me. Or I'm positive that most men, and maybe this isn't most men, maybe it's just a reflection of the male friends I've had in my circle are just getting on these apps and being like, swipe, 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 to see what they get versus women like, thoughtfully like mm, i don't know maybe <laughs> the guys are just like oh i blew out my finger swiping uh, yeah that wasn't my tactic when i was on there but That's isn't that why they introduced like the daily limits so that people would wouldn't do that or something yeah, they're like but, fucking relax ted no one wants to fuck you <laughs> oh well then uh, right and then they and then they charge like five dollars or whatever for you to like not have the limit i think oh yeah, yeah or to like move to the front of the line on people's <laughs> tinder and i'm like how I that's just like a crazy thing that they're playing at for money is like either like how horny are you or how desperate for love are you that you're willing to pay for premium and I, I mean I guess I've heard people rationalize it like well you know it's like I can afford it and if it's going to weed out the people that I probably wouldn't be attracted to and it's like you're just trusting an app to what if they've weeded out your soulmate <laughs> Yeah, but what, yeah. If your soulmate won't sell ads, you know. Yeah, if your soulmate's like, I'll never get premium. Go fuck yourself or whatever it's called. <laughs> um, all right. Well, thank you for having me. Do you have a, a an official date that your book drops, or is it just in a few weeks? Well, thanks for having me. I mean, um, thanks. I said thanks for having me. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I, I figured I figured that's what. You thanks meant. for having um, me in your life for a, an hour. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, yeah, my book, a debut book, which is called, uh, I hope this helps comics and cures for 21st century panic, um, drops on October 6th and you can pre-order it now. Yay. Um, and everyone should listen to your standup album, even though it's, I know it's a few years old, but I thought it was awesome. Thank you. That's, I'm so embarrassed of it now because I've, you know, like, it's just old shit. Do you do that with music? Oh. Are you ever oh, yeah. like, I can't believe I... Like, you, do you have a song that you're like, this is it, this is the fucking, this is it, this is the song, and you listen to it now, and you're like, what, what? It's fine. <laughs> yeah, my feeling on it is, is you're lucky if you enjoy the art, that you, if you're proud of the art that you're putting out when it's getting released. Yeah. If you, if you can make it till then, you're good. Yeah, because that's hard enough, like the process of, you know, all, all the technical stuff that goes in behind it, and that by the time you're supposed to be promoting something, you're like, great. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure with like mixing a comedy album, you, you've like then heard it 20 times or whatever with all the edits and everything. And you're, and like, you're like, is this, this so funny? I have no idea, you know? Yeah. Um, all right. Well, everyone listening, there are show, uh, show links. There are links to uh, find Tommy online and get his album and uh, pre-order his book in the show notes if you are on the iTunes app and elsewhere. So head there, check it out. And thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Bye, everybody. There you go, Tommy Siegel. How fucking rad was that? If you like the podcast, 
haven't hit subscribe yet, would love for you to do that. Give me a rating and a review on iTunes. It helps. Share it with your friends because everybody's a little bit ignorant sometimes. Please make sure you check out the show notes for links to Tommy's Instagram, to get his new album, to pre-order his book. And how fucking cool was that little gem he dropped that... Uh, there's another book coming down the pipeline and we got the first announcement of it. I felt pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. That was cool. Even though I'm sure he was like, well, didn't mean to drop that bomb. I fucking ran with it. So there you go. <laughs> thank you guys for listening. Extra big thank you to John, Eric, Jean, Greg, Kathy, and Terry, exclusive members of the League of Extraordinary Idiots on Patreon. You keep these episodes going and I uh, couldn't do without you. Love hanging out with all my patrons in our bi-weekly crappy hours although i've bumped them up to as weekly as possible given my schedule so we're hanging out we're doing fun things it's it's literally like a hangout it's a scheduled hang it's like i'm not good enough at making time for my friends and now i'm forcing it and uh, it's just a fun conversation we talk about the news that week we talk about shit going on in our lives so if you want something like that in addition to bonus content which i think is more than enough extra bonus early content with no ads but we do more than that over there so head over to patreon.com slash ignorance is blessed i honestly hate asking but i could use the support if you're in a place to give it and like what you're getting so i'm trying to be better about just doing the ask that's a lot of work and uh i clearly just watched a ted talk on, talk on it recently maybe i should try to have that girl on i don't remember who it was anyways anyway neurocom for fuck's sake um, if you want to join the League of Extraordinary Idiots or whatever, head over to Patreon. But also, you want to get more involved, but you maybe are like me and trying to keep a tight lock on all your extra spending so you can't afford to even give another dollar, check out the Facebook group. What? Ignorance is hashtag blessed idiots. Won't cost you a penny. You can engage with other uh, listeners in there. We've got posts going all the time, conversations starting. I post in there for questions ahead of guests. So that's where I'll go and go, hey, so-and-so's on this. Uh, any questions I try to do it all over my social but at the very least I do it there almost every time so oh Moki heard someone talking uh, so of course she's barking I don't even know if you guys can hear that anyway thank you so much um, you can follow ignorance is blessed on Instagram to get faces to the voices you're hearing on the podcast the other ones in your head I again can't help with and please keep in mind that no guest is or claims to be a representative for every person who has a similar identity they're just one person sharing their own experience and ideas to help us get a peek at how things look from their situated position in the world if you have additional questions for a guest or a topic you'd like covered also that Facebook group that's the place to go so please keep giving suggestions and keep asking questions because the more we ask the more we learn the more we know and the more we know the more we can look down on others who aren't as smart as we are. Isn't that right, Moki? And isn't that the point? Thank you for listening. And thank you for being patient with my ignorance. See you soon, idiots. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... 
place a $5 wager on any sport, you'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.